Welcome back to Suraj Podcast. In the previous episode, we covered Guru Hargobind's departure from Kartarpur. Now he's heading to Kiratpur, which is about 120 kilometers east into the mountainous area on the east side of Punjab. So in this chapter, it starts describing Guru Hargobind with the entire caravan heading out with torches, uh, with their carts, wagons, palanquins, people on horseback. Before taking off, Guru Hargobind then bows down to Gangsar. Gangsar is the well here uh, where they were all meeting. He was thinking at this spot, Kartarpur, was established uh, by his father, uh, Guru Arjan Devji. Now this Kartarpur is in Dwabba. This is a little north of Jalandhar. This is not to be confused with the Kartarpur in modern day Pakistan. So they set off. Uh, Gurditta leads the caravan uh, of villagers. Hargobind takes a select few warriors with him and separates himself from the caravan. And he travels parallel to the right hand side of the entire caravan. So separating themselves uh, with some distance to ensure the safety of the caravan. So if there are any small groups of troops looking for Guru Hargobind, then they will not be putting the entire caravan in danger. Both groups are traveling in parallel. It's dawn now as the sun rises. They're passing villages. Guru Hargobind, uh, he's traveling slowly, uh, speaking to his warriors at the same time about the battle that just happened. Bidichan and the other warriors are traveling with him uh, when they come across a well in this shaded, beautiful area. So they stop here for some time and they enjoy the shade. Uh, they drink the water out of this well as, as well. Guru Hargobind asks Bidichan if he can see where uh, the caravan is, and that when the caravan passes them, they should continue on their journey at that point. Bidichan walks to higher ground to see where the caravan is and hears from a distance the sound of music and singing and notices that the caravan had in fact passed them but had set up a divan, a gathering, where they are singing Gurbani as it is dawn now and they had placed down sheets for everybody to sit and enjoy. Baba Krababi is leading the singing, he's singing Shabad's praise of the divine in such a beautiful way it was swelling up love uh, for the divine in all the listeners' ears. Bidichan told Guru Hargobind that, uh, you know, these they've already passed them, so they all set off on horseback towards the congregation. And when they approach the congregation, Guru Hargobind sees all his kids there, Gurditta, Surajmal, Anirai, Teg Bahadur, all singing Shabads as well. When everyone saw Guru Hargobind approach, they stood up in respect, and they respectfully uh, seated him. So everybody was there singing, um, but the wagons of the caravan that were carrying the heavy supplies, they were still traveling behind. And when they caught up to the main group, then they had uh, started to distribute the supplies for the horses, uh, take some rest before traveling off again. So they eventually then approached the river banks of the Satalog River. Uh, which which they slowly crossed at that point. So after crossing it, they saw the foothills of the enormous mountains there. Guru Hargobind then uh, actually bows down his head at these mountains. Bidichan saw this and was puzzled and he asked Guru Hargobind, you know, why are you bowing down at these mountains? Guru Hargobind replied that 
There are many reasons why I'm bowing down here. It is in these mountains where the Rishi Muni Vashisht, the teacher of Ramchandra, heard that his hundred sons were killed. He went to drown himself in this river of Satalog, but because of the enormous power of his penance, the river didn't allow it, and the water separated itself, it spread itself thin. Then he went to the river Bias, where he placed a noose around his neck to try to kill himself, but that river uh, itself cut the noose off uh, of Vishisht, and that's why the river is called Bipans, and eventually becoming Bias from that word. So because he used to live here, that's why I'm bowing down, but also because this area is the goddesses, it's the feminine divines, the one who destroys all demons. And also, in my tenth form, I'll enjoy this area engaging in countless delights. Compared to now, I'll engage in many more battles at that time, killing way more enemies. I'll establish a new order there, whose radiance will be seen in throughout the entire world thereafter. It'll destroy the Toruks, and they'll slowly and strongly establish their Raj, their kingdom. So Guru Hargobind spoke at length about these matters with Bidichan as they were traveling along the path into the mountains. So they were traveling basically from 2 to 3 a.m. in the morning. And when they get to Kirithpur, there's about um, an hour left before sunrise. And this is as they're approaching Kirithpur, they're about four kilometers still outside of Kirithpur at this point. And at this point, Guru Hargobin then gets off his horse to make a quick bathroom break. Bidichan takes hold of Guru Hargobin's horse at this point, and he takes the horse to a beautiful clean stream nearby, where the horse then begins to quench his thirst. But soon after drinking the water, the horse dies. The horse, Janpai, was one of the beautiful horses stolen by Bidichan from the Lahore fort. So the horse was extremely injured from the battle and uh, was only living to bring Guru Hargobind to Kirtpur. So Janpai um, was an extremely fortunate horse and when it died it went to heaven. So now both horses had passed away. Suhela, uh, the horse formerly known as, as Gulbag, that horse died in the battle of Gurusar, falling from an arrow shot by Lala Beg. I may have mistakenly said that uh, Guru Hargobind was riding Sohila in the Battle of Kartarpur, but uh, Guru Hargobind was riding the horse Janpai. So now Janpai, formerly known as Dilbag, here uh, fell as a result of his injuries uh, from the Battle of Kartarpur. So they end up doing his cremation here, and it's said that they retrieve about 95 pounds of metal, which was shot into or pierce the body of John by in battle. So this would include bullets, spearheads, etc. So the measurement given in the text is Savaman, one and a quarter man, or one man is about 35 uh, kilograms or about 77 pounds. So to this day, there's actually a Gurdwara uh, at that spot outside of Kirithpur, commemorating uh, John Pai's life. So Guru Hargobind mounts another beautiful horse and then they head off and they approach the enter the city of Kirithpur and they praise the city as they enter it. But immediately they go to uh, the Fakir Burdansha. And as they approach him, they see that he is absorbed in his meditation, contemplating the, the form of Guru Hargobind, asking and requesting for uh, their sight or darshan. 
Guru Hargobind breaks his meditation by calling out, saying, I have arrived. My name is Hargobind. Open your eyes and please give me your sight, your darshan. When Bhutan Shah heard this, he was, he was overjoyed. He, was he immediately went to grab Guru Hargobind's feet. And he began praising him, you know, saying salutations to you, Guru, master of the world, knower of all, killer of the Turks, the very form of the avtaras of Mach, Kach, Bhavan, Bara, Narasingh Avtar, uh, Ramchandar, the exalted Krishna, the very form of Guru Nanak, Guru Angad, Guru Amadas, Guru Ramdas, Guru Arjun Devji. When Buddha Shah was singing this praise, he was also grabbing Guru Hargobind's feet at the same time. But Guru Hargobind then lifts him up and hugs Buddha Shah. At that point, Buddha Shah received all the wisdom in the world. Gurudetta uh, at that moment also arrived to see Buddha Shah and saluted both Guru Hargobind and, and Buddha Shah. Guru Hargobind then departed and told Buddha that Gurudetta will stay here with you over the night. Guru Hargobind then went to his res residence with Malakjati and others. So for about 39 hours, it mentions that Guru Hargobind had his Kamarkasa on. So if we remember, the entire battle of Kartarpur lasted one day, and that was the previous day. So it started around 2 to 3 a.m. That's when Guru Hargobind was getting ready. And it ended around sunset of that day, so the previous day. So Guru Hargobind after that didn't sleep. And that night, everybody made their preparations to leave Kartarpur. And they had left that night at 2 to 3 a.m. in that morning. So now it's about sunset time of the next day. They've been traveling the entire day. So that makes it around 39 hours straight. So it is here where Guru Hargobind finally removes his Kamarkasa. He opens up his waistband, signifying a period of rest. And he removes his clothes and weapons. The six bathe him. And they count up to 72 wounds on his body that he suffered in the battle. The six bathing Guru Hargobind went out and told everything, everybody about this and they're all amazed about this. So about an hour and a half after sunset, Guru Hargobind then eats dinner and then goes to sleep. Buddha and Gurudita, however, were engaged in some discussion about devotional worship and spiritual knowledge. They were speaking about the virtues of Guru Hargobind Bhutan Shah makes a request to Gurudatta saying that at the end of your life, you should come to this very spot, the spot where I will soon, soon die here. So they continue on chatting throughout the night until about only three hours are left before sunrise. Bhutan Shah knows that the end of his life is near and approaching, and he's awaiting for the arrival of Guru Hargobind the next day. So chapter 33 ends here, and the next chapter will hear about the last moments of Buddha Shah's life, as well as the going-ons in Lahore, where um, Shah Jahan hears that his army has been decimated, defeated in the Battle of Kartarpur. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> चरण परेंगा टेचरेंगा गाज गाज करा यावे गुरु आज बेंसाल के मान पावे ने आलो जावे सब चरे